shine doll. What do you mean? Look like you're wearing a shine doll. I'm growing out my hair. <laughs> yeah, but like, don't grow it out with the middle part. No, it's I mean, not... it's just, it just falls the way it falls now. Yeah, but avoid a middle part. <laughs> another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcasts. My sisters are just huffing and puffing at me today. Huffing and puffing at my intro. But I'm still happy to see them because, you know, haven't seen them in person in a while. Haven't seen Becky since January. Haven't seen Lily since the previous decade. So it's it's been a while, but I sure. love talking to you guys. Uh, Becky, how you doing? Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that one. Um, it's you literally know, how we begin how, the show every like two time. Year and a half, two and, and a half and, years. And all Becky coming on three years always seems surprised. Always seems surprised. Like, I'm on a podcast? <laughs> um, okay, I'll tell you how I am. I moved my desk set up. You so look great. Now the setup is awesome. I have awesome. some good These lighting. These are the exciting things of like life in a pandemic. I moved yeah. my desk. I moved my desk. We rearranged some furniture. So... Now you can see my face as we Zoom this you look, podcast. You look, you look fantastic. I got an extra hour of sleep today, too, and then I made waffles, so I'm really feeling myself today. <laughs> as, as you should, as you should. Lily, how are you doing? I'm all right. Good. You know, I decided to do construction in my apartment during a time of a pandemic and with my parents living with me, so let you do the math. So you brought this on yourself. Okay. Lily was worried she wouldn't have all the attention, so. <laughs> I was worried there wouldn't be enough stress, so I decided to have mom and dad move in with me and do construction, but other than that, all good, and can't complain out here um, in in the beautiful place that I live, so everything's good. One of the things that we're doing during this period. How are you, How are you shy? Oh, now I you want to know. I know how you are. I'm you feeling good. Pause. There was a pause. Yeah, there was an awkward pause. Like you were waiting for, like you left the opening. So tell us how you are. I'm, I like your hat that you're wearing. I know people wearing, can't see your hat, I'm, but I like I'm your wearing hat. my Voyage to the Stars hat from the last time I saw you, Becky, was when sure. we went to SF Sketchfest and we saw the taping of the Voyage to the Stars and hung out with Jana Varney. And I love this hat. This is a really well-made hat. It does make me want to make friday night movie hats that are this nice i have to figure out how to do it though i might just do think yeah message them i might just Maybe message the people who run their podcast and say how can i make this i feel like if we're gonna make swag we we gotta make it that nice yeah exactly it's, it was it was an expensive hat but it's an embroidered patch and i love it well so in this period i mean we act like in this period of quarantine we'd be well, we're watching a lot of movies. Truth be told, I don't really feel like I'm watching much more than I was already watching because I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> and one of the services we provide with this podcast is we watch this new stuff that comes out on the streaming services. Let's be clear. We don't watch it right away when it comes no, out. No, we, we, we watch it we, in like 
relatively the first few we months. give you time to have either watched it yourself or you're at the point where you're like oh you what do i watch what do i watch right i think we're doing people a service and yeah. so we have gotten around There's not that our- much new content we don't want to rush <laughs> exactly we'll be doing cheers next week <laughs> uh we watched Palm Springs starring Andy Samberg and uh, J.K. Simmons and a bunch of people who I like felt like I recognized, but well, I didn't I feel know like who you should are. name the second lead, which is the the woman. The woman. The, I just let me get her name. Allie, did, Allie, I, I, it, was, it was like a very much Friday Night Movie watching time. I Kristen Meliotti. I was not allowed to look at my phone except to take notes for the show during this so i wasn't able to look at imdb and so kristen, kristen Meliotti, which i don't think she's been anything unless you've seen modern love i know her from she was in that episode of modern love with the baby like been in stuff you would like you've like seen her Nothing in stuff that you guys and you're like seen. okay well she's... all right she's in that great episode with the doorman with the doorman oh, yeah. that's a good one and then she's in i mean apparently she's in mythic quest raven's banquet the what? What's his name from Rob? We made that up. Mc... That's not a title Mulhenny. of something. How do you pronounce his last name, Shari? Rob McElhenney. Rob McElhenney? I think he can sound Rob... Moroccan, but he's Irish. <laughs> oh, from the guy from uh, Always guy from Always Sunny? Oh, but it's an Apple Plus show. I, I pretty much will never okay, watch so an th- Apple Plus TV show. <laughs> that, that is right, but I'm saying okay. so unless you watch that or you've seen that episode of Modern Love, I don't think you've maybe seen her. Is what I'm well, telling you. In any of that, I did not. This is great. What I love about these Netflix movies is that, is for the Hulu. most part, I don't read the description. It's Hulu, I don't read the description. Hulu. Uh, Hulu. Sorry, this was a Hulu movie. I, you it's know, it's because Lily thought it was Netflix, so I went looking for Becky. it on Netflix. I did. Becky did. Someone thought it was on Netflix. Anyways, I saw it on Hulu, and I I think Hulu's originals so far, the ones I've seen, are slightly better than uh, Amazon and Hulu's originals are fewer but they're slightly better in quality but in general they're these direct-to-video indie movie type things i uh i don't even read the descriptions of these because the like i'd rather not know and since i'm not really like paying individual money for it and it's 90 minutes i'm pretty much willing to watch anything that's 90 minutes long i think that's fair longer than that i need to know what i'm getting into but right. this one, we started the movie, and Allie's like, "Did you read? Do you know anything about this movie?" I said, "Nope. We're just watching this movie." But it has a lot of things Which going for it. Fun. Andy Samberg. That's true. Andy Samberg and ninety Samberg. minutes. Yeah, Andy Samberg, ninety minutes. You're right. What am I not going to watch that has Andy Samberg? Yeah. Right, and, and it's, it's on a streaming on. service you already pay for. Like, give me a break. Right. We're in a You're pandemic. Like... You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, and, what else do you want? And I'll start with that as the baseline. That's kind of how I feel. My general reaction to this movie was. Well, the bar is pretty low for these streaming service released movies, and I enjoyed this a lot, and I thought it was fun and cute. And Does someone uh, want to give a synopsis of it? Well, okay. So or do you don't want to do about, a, I mean, yeah, no, we have to in order to talk about it. I'll, I'll quickly give a synopsis. It's about a guy who is stuck in a time loop, kind of like a Groundhog Day thing. In fact, it was odd almost that they didn't reference Groundhog Day once in the script. But he's in a Groundhog Day situation where he is stuck in a quantum... Well, I think they they do, but we can get back to that. So, yeah. Anyways, he's... And it's the day of... 
his girlfriend's friend's wedding and he's been reliving it, but you don't realize it right away until this other woman who's a character in the movie falls into the cave time loop thing. Cause this is a little more sci-fi to it that it, right. That, yeah. that drops her into the loop along with him and one other person. And the, the three of them are, trying to get out of it or suffering in it at different times, depending and learning about themselves in the process. And that's, that's it. I mean, all you really need to say is Andy Steinberg and Andy Samberg is stuck in a time loop in Palm Springs at this hotel <laughs> with a couple other people. Right. And it's a love exactly. story. Exactly. Which if you had told me, I, if I had read that, I would have been like, Ugh, why am I watching this groundhog movie? But I so, liked it. Shy at the top of your little, like, Respond of your, you know, of your reaction they're to called, what you said. They're, they're called, oh, of his reaction. I'm going to say, are you trying to say his notes? No, no, no of his reaction. You said it's a cute, like, little indie type movie. Now, here is where I want to dig in a little bit as far as my reaction goes. I agree. It was great, perfect, like, what we would call for feeling me, this a is going to be heated. No, because I want to, I brought this up last week when I talked about Old Guard. Which, by the way, Tio Mario has texted me not once, but four times to tell me that I have to watch. So I will watch that movie. Tio Mario loved that movie for sure. So remember how I talked about within the confines of the Netflix streaming services, we have to imagine a new star system that matched up against actual blockbusters doesn't line up like they we need to give them their own special one because i feel like they're like the stories aren't going to be as good the storytelling isn't going to be as interesting they're not, you know like we we discussed that so if we look at this as an like an indie movie in that classic way that we're familiar with it offbeat kind of strange you know you know like an early wes sanderson kind of movie or some of like the darker ones that lily and i have like loved over the years you know I'm thinking about like, for me, and this is, these movies are really old, but like Ghost World or The Good Girl, like these great indie movies, I could put this in a category like that, except that it's now the streaming version of that, which- Okay, I see your point. Which I feel like means that there are certain elements that would have it be more memorable or stand out at a higher bar that are, that are, and I don't even, I imagine they're not even missing. I feel like they were taken out by who, by the producers at the streaming service. <laughs> Cause I bet you anything that original script was darker and more, more perverse, biting. more yeah. biting, a lot funnier. And it was like scary in a, in like an uncomfortable well, way. Did you guys watch Andover? Did you guys watch Andover? Oh, no, no you yet. recommended that one. Yeah, no, Watch I wanted Andover, to Andover because Andover is one of the movies I, I compared this to, but Andover is a lot darker. It, it's okay, I, now I need Andover to see it. Andover is a lot darker. Now that one's about gonna... but like you might like Andover more because Andover doesn't pull punches. And even though it is kind of a quirky love story, at times it shows you the dark side of this kind of like playing with reality. Okay. And I think that is what makes a story or um, a structure like this memorable. You either have to go really funny, slapstick, absurd, and really make it comedic. But if you're going to play with the dark stuff, like the idea of death within a time loop or murder or so like any of that stuff, you 
you got to push it. You got to really push that boundary because there's a few moments where you see a glimmer of how they could really be digging at something and scratching at something uh, as in to get more of a reaction out of an audience. And then it's held like they really pull back on it and they're like, well, we'll just kind of keep it like lukewarm, not like laugh out loud, funny, more just like pleasantly enjoyable and not like too dark to make people uncomfortable, but just enough to make you go, oh, that's funny. And that's where I have a problem with it. I enjoyed it as a renter. I thought it was great. I totally recommend it to people, but it's not memorable. It's not, it's not I'm not having any sort of greater reaction to it. And I think with a little indie movie like this, with a structure like this, you can you're, you can push the boundaries a lot further. That's what it's there for, almost. I mean, for me, that's the experience I want out of it. Um, so, and I think that more has to do with the fact that it was made for a streaming service than if it was truly made independently. Because there's no way the person that wrote this and the director, and you look at how it's directed and you look at actors that signed on for it, that they signed up to do something that was kind of like. This unoriginal. And not even unoriginal is the issue. Um, That didn't bother me so much because I still think it's really well made. It's a Lonely Island movie, though. Right. Well, that just means that he helped produce it, but no. Fair. I feel like my instinct is that it was probably meant to be a lot darker, sharper, funny in a perverse way. And it all and they got kind of, it up. And they stripped it out because of the fear of like a messaging or bad reactions. The, like the algorithm or, people took over and they were like, no, 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 they're coming to see that's, Andy Samberg That's my here. instinct, which, which is, which reminds me of kind of like studio films versus like indie films. If you think about like in the nineties and, you know, this heyday of like great indie films versus what you're seeing in studio films. It's just what it makes me, that was my reaction. That is fascinating. I, okay. Well, Lily, what was your reaction? Because I, well, I didn't, so- I didn't, I didn't get that deep into it. And in fact, I thought I was like, Ooh, this got darker than I expected based on the way it started. But when you compare right. it to something like Groundhog Day, which we watched with our kids, and our kids got really disturbed by all of the like death in it, and we were like, "No, no, no! It's it's funny. It's dark humor." Because it restarts. Because <laughs> it restarts, it and it's about him. And anyways, it's 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 a little bit of a lighter movie by comparison. So, anyways, um, what do you so think? I I thought um, I think that like I didn't read about it either, Shay. So I, I just read that it was something about like a wedding in Palm Springs and something surreal happens. So I knew it wasn't going to be straightforward, but so I had no idea about the loop and everything. I actually thought it was, I mean, this sounds like a terrible way to say this, but I thought it was good enough. Like I, I enjoyed watching yes. it. It was short. I didn't expect it. I think if I had gone to a theater or I had expected, you know, knowing the production company behind it, which I don't expect, like a sharp, a very sharp, uh, deep film. I guess from Lonely Island people, um, even though they're really brilliant and fun. But um, I, I would say that I thought it was funny. I mean, I had some laugh out loud moments. I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. and um, I enjoyed that. Okay, so. Uh, Groundhog Day is all, I mean, you only need Bill Murray in that movie, right? Like he holds the whole movie. I enjoyed a lot that you have somebody is pretty big hitting. I mean, 
Sandberg's no Bill Murray, obviously, but you still have to us Sandberg is a big important, you know, comedian. And you have him with his counterpart in the film, uh, the the actress that plays uh it's Christine Milioti or something like that. And she um I thought she was fantastic. And so I loved them together and I liked that he shared his his like screen with her throughout the whole movie. And I thought they were really funny together. Then the like popping up of J.K. Simmons, he's always welcome. I was like, you're a joy. And even June Squibb was in it. That was yeah. June Squibb, right? Yeah, it was June Squibb. Yeah, she Squibb just had like that one by her. And I'm sorry, eyebrows, Peter Gallagher, when they when he does a scene of all the people he slept uh, with. Of Veronica. Yeah, for him and Camila Mendez from Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine was like, God good. damn, that girl's pretty. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's on Riverdale. Um, and so... And the, and the girl that played Misty was hilarious. I, I I thought it was actually really funny. Funny enough for one of these streaming services to like that puts out a movie. Obviously, the, but all it, of these streaming services had, do better with comedies. But but I didn't. I I thought it went. I'm not. I didn't expect it needed to go very much deeper. I see what you're saying, Mac, and I would have loved to like have it be more meaty. But I like that it wasn't, they make a thing, I don't know if this is their reference to Groundhog Day and maybe they didn't want to mention Groundhog Day, but they, uh, for whatever reason, but clearly they strike out the fact that it's not about karma. It's not about being a better right, person. Right, right, it's not, right. It's yeah. not. They that make that very true. clear and they're like, okay, this isn't Groundhog Day. And in the end, it was literally a metaphysical, like, or whatever. Uh, quantum, quantum physics, physics kind of issue. But but it was but there was an emotional moral thing about being afraid to move on from that day. And I do think, yeah. so the part for me that I thought was deep and was powerful was the part where he said the pain is real. The, yeah, that, that's that, great. Sitting but, on the side of the I'm road. Saying, but here's, okay, and here's my problem with movies right now is that they're telling us everything. And they're not showing us. And if I wanted to hear things, I would just listen to a book on tape. But I'm watching a movie. Visually show me that. It is a visual medium. Stop telling me everything. You can reinforce it with some interesting dialogue. But let me see. Like, that's what I'm saying that if that's the message that the, that the physical pain is real and that you have to live with the choices you've made, even if everybody else doesn't have to, then that's what the film should be showing me. And so and it doesn't. It's lying on and that. so it, and that's what I'm saying is that right. I just feel like these streaming services, whoever's in charge of making these movies, they don't it's know. Like movies like. They've never, they've never taken a film 101 class to understand the basic philosophy. No, I, well, I, I mean, I, even I hope, storytelling. I, I hope the people who made this movie don't hear you say that because maybe no, they, not ah. the people who made this movie. I was like because I because and I want to separate. If I want to like, if you really look at it, I'm not. I actually think. The di- within what they were creating, the directing is really strong. I do like the way it's shot. I do like the way it's acted. I think if you actually dug a little bit deeper into the, the visual choices that were made, they're really great. Um, I think the acting is really great. Um, you know it's what? appropriate. Wanna, it's, I, I'll be double advocate and say that the people that made this movie like made Never Stop, Stop, Stopping, like pop star. Like, oh, this is a comedy group. And so... But no, but they, I know, but they're, they're not the ones who wrote yeah. it or directed right, so it. So one of the it's things different. that we produced it. So Yeah, but a lot of it is in the direction. So let's talk, let, let's talk about comparing it to things. Because one of the things that I didn't write in my notes that I compared it oh, to, but it gave me a real it. sense of the vibe of, was Lodge 49, which is a really cool... Yeah, 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 for sure. It had and, a Lodge... 
And Andy Ciara, the writer, was a writer on Lodge 49. So, so, so there, so there, so there, here's some of the other things that I compared it to. Now, tell me, I'm going to give you Palm Springs and the other movie, and you tell me which one you liked more. Okay. And why? So it's like an either or type thing. Groundhog Day, Palm Springs. Groundhog Day. Right. And Groundhog, Groundhog Day, because Bill uh, Murray, because it's kind it's of not even Murray, it's, genre. it's the, it's what you talk about, like, I just think that the comedy in Groundhog Day is, it's almost like so perfect. It will, yeah. it will last forever. You can go back to that movie and the way that the, that the comedy is built, the, the repetitiveness of it. And then the playing on that repetitiveness, I think is like extraordinary. So it's much so that level. like it, they made an epic Super Bowl commercial about it. Right. And, and, and when you, when you refer to this movie, you'd say, oh, it's Groundhog Day in a hotel in the desert. Right. Like that's the easiest way to right. describe it. Yeah. Um, Andover, which only I saw, and I'll give Andover the edge because Andover, now that I've heard what Becky said, Andover goes to a very dark place. It, it kind of pulls out of it in the end, but it is much more about the consequences of playing with this sort of like godlike experience and and what that would do to you. Click with, and now the next one is Click with Adam Sandler. Do you remember that one? Oh, no, yeah, but I didn't Magic see Remote. It. This is better than Definitely Click. Definitely. This is better than better. Click. I can say that. Here's another one. That this reminded me of safety not guaranteed. This is Ooh, a Duplass. I love safety that. not guaranteed is better. See, I like this more than sure. safety not guaranteed. Safety not guaranteed is a bit weird. It's a because, it's offbeat. It's not well, linear. I didn't mind it was. Lean, it's leaning into something that's yeah. sad and strange, which makes it very memorable. Sure. I, I, no, I see I Becky's point there. Like Becky's point there. It's it's funny is is that I think you're it's right. Probably object- and also, I don't think just because it's the it's Lonely Island, it somehow gives it an edge. I think, in fact, because it's Lonely Island, it's you're expecting something very funny, very comedic, and it's no, not funny the way their other stuff is, which is okay. They don't but, have to make it like their other stuff, but, but that's it's exactly not what I'm saying. that funny. <laughs> like it's not. That I, thought, funny. I thought it was pretty. Funny. It's cute. And that's okay. I don't think everything uh, has to be, everything they make has to be that type of comedy. Wait, Sean, do you have were, more? I were you watching game. with mom? Yeah, yeah, we're going to play more. This is a new game. I don't know what it's called, though. I, I, it. I was, but I laughed on my own. I thought that their chemistry was fantastic. They did have great um, chemistry. I like that. So, so this is a show, so this isn't exactly fair, but um, <laughs> The Good Place or Palm Springs. No, that's not fair. I... Oh, but you know, I, it would be a good comparison. Um, the living, living with myself. Oh, I don't think I've had. Which is oh, the Paul living Red with one. myself is better. That's brilliant. That's right, me. Is like oh, a brilliant okay. yeah, it's, it has, I think, because that's not a movie, so I'm not sure that's fair. But living with myself is excellent. But but yeah, it, but 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 my point about bringing these in isn't just the movie. It's the, it's the, it's the genre. Okay, so how about this one? Eliza Sherman's Revenge. Uh, and Palm Springs. I like this better. I like I like Eliza Sherman like much. I, I mean, because it I is like so both, but... funny. See that one really like, and they repeat a bunch of different things. That one's funny and it's kind of mean. And yeah, I guess you're a little right. bit faster. I, I think, was, I, think I, I think it's a tie. That's no, but I th- I think what's hard there is one of the things that stood out to me about Palm Springs as much as I'm giving it a hard time is the production quality and the attention and care that was put into the stylizing of this world. And I understand something with Eliza Sherman's Revenge, I actually don't have a big budget. So you really, if you look at the script, 
You can't get that and, shot of the and pool. And those choices, you're going to get some great choices there. But I do yeah. think that the production design and the directing of, of this, the creation of this world is actually really important to making a film like this work. And it was, that's it was a, really that's a good well point. done. They did. I mean, the same I don't know. Way what in the... Groundhog's Day, if you look and, at Groundhog's and, Day, you have to create a really, really tight. Yeah. World. Whereas Eliza Sherman, they're not repeating the same day. They just can't leave. No, no. They were. They were. They do time repeats, multiple times. They like jump start back at the beginning, but it's not like every time they fall asleep it restarts. That, that, that's true. Well, again, I'm talking about which requires. That like a, me I mean. Of each yeah. other. That, no, but I'm um, saying in terms of the style, I, I, you, Palm Springs works well, I think, because just like Groundhog Day, if you're going to do a thing where it starts over again every time the person but falls I feel asleep. really badly about that comment that I said about like you have, they haven't gone to a basic filmmaking class. Again, it's weird. I, don't, I like strangely don't, because I'm looking at it a bigger picture. I don't think it's the fault of the writer or the director or the, or the, the and, like Andy Samberg and Lonely Island. I actually look at streaming services as a whole, and and I'm thinking of it more as like the greater body of work that they're putting out, where I'm seeing the same mistake repeated it's, over it and like over and over It's like you're throwing it more again. at the company and not like yeah. The, well, it's like I'm imagining like the studio, like, like the, the Hulu studio. studio, the Netflix studio, and I feel like I'm seeing the same mistake repeated over and over again. Becky, and so you know what's funny? The pattern Sorry. leads me to believe that they're like, you know, you, you know, yeah. That, that I think is a, that the, makes sense, Beck. Like that. Beck. Like ultimately, they you know I'm not saying studio and studio is good all the time, right. but like, mm, but like a line like you have to live with the with the pain you cause. That line doesn't mean anything unless I've experienced it with him, and you don't experience that very much with him, other than a quick torture montage. So I, that's my biggest problem with movies. That's the, probably like the most important line in the whole film, but I haven't gone through it really. I've you know because by the time you start, he's already jaded. Yeah, that that's a good point. I I, I think I think that's a good point. All right, so here's another one. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, also known as Live Die Ooh. Repeat, the Edge of Tomorrow, or Live Die Repeat, oh, yeah. depending I was on where about it was that marketed. As I was going to bed last night because of this movie. I was that thinking about excellent. it. That movie, I have to go with that movie. That's I love one, that. Yeah, movie. it's an excellent. That you know, that's one of those film. movies that people say is like really one of the best sci-fi movies yeah. of the last however many. It's years. it's yeah. fantastic. Emily Blunt, oof, she. I I like that movie, but there's so much repeating in it that I have not seen it again since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And go with the live and the die. The and, and so movies. I'm going to make a bold comment here that I came away from this with. Okay, bold. I don't know if prediction is the right word. You like it a little bit more because the poster's so nice. I love the poster for this. No, the poster just seemed like an episode of Lodge Forty Nine. The I love the poster. I I came away from this thinking I'm like, wait a minute, is Andy Samberg becoming Tom Hanksian? If you look at I know we I mentioned if you look at where Tom Hanks started. Like what he like Bosom what buddy. he started with. I, Bosom yeah. buddy. Okay, so let's let's look at Tom Hanks's early movies. Okay. I just got so excited Be- at that thought. Because because I think that Andy Samberg is so one thing, so there are things that I think that are great about this movie, and one of them is I think Andy Samberg's performance and combination of like zany guy actually Joe versus the volcano is another movie this kind of reminded me of, which I watched recently and I loved. Yeah. Okay. So so his early stuff, Bosom Buddies. Um, he appeared on Happy Days, Splash, Bachelor Party, 
volunteers the money pit you don't see any of those movies really and think oh tom hanks is going to be the you know the biggest star the biggest star or or what i think is what again i'm not saying any sam is going to win two oscars but what i'm what i'm saying is is that tom hanks has a way of being someone that you connect to and that you feel like there's an every manness to the way he acts that is awesome but he has a zany side like a really zany comedy side when you think of his like when you think of that scene in the money pit when the house when he's when he's getting falling through the construction site and like all those slapstick things are come happening i don't know if you remember it i Mm -hmm. watched it with mom and i remember remember cackling so hard You know, That's Turner and Hoot. I mean, Tom Hanks was in a movie with a slobbery dog. I, I, I'm, I'm loving this idea that we, that like Andy Samberg could step into that and we could have, we could always have a Tom Hanks in our life. Exactly. And then the other person who is, I just Tom Hanks is to me is Paul yeah. Rudd. But oh, the yeah. difference between He's the two is Hanks I don't know how much Paul Rudd is writing, directing, and creating, but Andy Samberg has been creating he's on the been on the creative side for every moment of his career and and so there is a side of me in this movie where i said wow i i'm i'm ready to see andy samberg do more than be like a lovable buffoon in brooklyn 99 and that is something i hope to see more of because again there's Uh, something tom hanks uh, in about him and i have to say and he'd have to like finally leave TV. I think he'd have to like move into yeah. film because this is one of his few movies and few movies that he stars in. If you look at his filmography, he's not. He's in That's he's My not, Boy with Adam Sandler. Right. Like he's Rod. not in a lot of movies and he does tons of TV and like obviously he was on SNL forever. So I think he'd have to really make the jump. And I, but I just don't know if he wants to nor is capable of the serious side of the Tom Hanks roles. No, I also worry that he might like look too Jewish to be able to pull it off. Well, that's that I we can bring it. that in with Jonathan Brantman. Jonathan Brantman. Whereas Paul Rudd, love it. like one of my favorite lines from between two ferns with Galifianakis is when he turns to Paul Rudd, he's like, so how do you hide your Jewishness so successfully? Right. Which, which by the way, <laughs> which is, is such a funny, great loaded line. Is funny, but like also is like an extremely True. dark comment, right? Like Totally, because, 100%. It's which, like serious. I love that movie. And by the way, Andrew <laughs> of Andrew and Baxter is in that movie. And so, I can't is, so is uh, Lauren. The Between Two Ferns so, so is oh, That uh, line's not from Lapkus. the movie. It's just from an yeah. interview with Paul um, Rudd. I, I watched it like twice in a row. Oh, my gang is back. Hold on. We're going to get some uh, um, La- Lapkus. Gonna, her, 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 Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, Lauren Lapkus, who was also in the Bajillion Dollar Properties episode with the four women that Victoria becomes best friends with in order to sell <laughs> the, order to That sell episode the house. is fantastic. <laughs> She's so funny. Well, so, I think but I think there's a lot of questions about Sandberg and I and wonder like but I I think definitely on the comedy the Tom Hanks like lovable comedy side I think he could absolutely be I I will just say I think we could use more of a presence in film with him in yeah. movies. He did that movie about the two people breaking up that I did not want to watch. Yeah, Celeste and Jesse Forever or something Jesse like that. Forever. That's what's that okay. um, what's her name? Rashida Jones. Jones. Rashida Jones. I feel like I should see that because I love Rashida Jones and him. Yeah. So I, I love both of them, but I just, I'm not in the mood to invest in a really long romantic comedy. I saw it. Lesson it's is okay. Don't stay together. It's not, it's not a comedy. 
Yeah, exactly. So in that sense, like he needs his sleepless in Seattle or his or his clueless. Like if he has one of those movies, you've got mail. If he gets his you've got mail, I I feel like mail so much. He's really got some he's really got some opportunity here. Okay. Well, I think we've done an uh an a more in-depth job. You know, it was worth the wait, people, because I don't know if anyone has talked as much about this movie yet. Uh why don't we talk about what we've been watching lily what are you watching it seems like what you're watching is also what you're living i just (laughs) have to say like is it inevitable that my palate was going to turn to the gutter like you do was this an inevitable it's not a gutter palate show i will not watch really good i almost watched zero reality tv lily so i don't i I, watch you can say what you will about no reality tv but i gotta tell you when a show, when there's showendipity, there's showendipity. And when a reality show gets me, I am all in. And I would say Queer Eye is one. The next in fashion that Becky got me into, I was like oh, so all in on that. I'll watch a Project Runway every once in a while, but I'm not like a huge reality fan, yet there are the few shows that I have seen that I'm just like, oh my God, I can't stop. Selling Sunset. I don't know if it's embarrassing to say or not. I feel like I should be proud. This show, I can't stop watching. And I am stop. fascinated. Well, stop. Like I actually like have to like stop myself from watching multiple episodes. I, it, it's crazy. I, I I've always loved like houses and real estate, and I love that kind of stuff, and like interior design. But I find myself getting bored with like the world's craziest houses on Netflix and best interior. There's mirrors. no human drama. Because I can't. When disrespecting Wait, you're anyone. watching those shows, Best Houses I, I on turn, Netflix? I, I don't watch those that. On to be like, but I turn those on every once in a while to be like, you know what? I love home like decorating. I love interior design. I love interesting houses. I don't. Well, I'll watch for like, or like the, the best, tiniest houses. I'll watch for like five the minutes. Best, and I'm like, tiniest houses? Uh, that's a so, show. My house. I know. <laughs> but then I'll like get bored and I'm like, okay, it's a tiny house. It's really cute. Next All I know is I'm every like, minute you spend watching this show. Not watching any of the Avatar shows, and that makes me angry. Well, this is I, I, it's not often that I do it, but this show, I don't know if your brain can like, make oh that leap God. right now from selling Sunset to Avatar. I feel like you no, need like Avatar a is a big emotional, big emotional investment. I'm just saying that I feel like this show gives me a lot of what I maybe need right now. There's some drama, there's insane outfits, and like, re- like stuff that's so ridiculous. The outfits are probably like, my oh favorite my part. Like Maybe. people dress like yeah. this. This can't be how people dress. I also think if I was as rich as these people, what I like, what type of clothing I would spend my money on, and it would not be those outfits. It makes rich people look really dumb. Look really I bad. I mean, people do enjoy yeah. shows that watch rich people make rich people look dumb. Though. Well, I mean, that look, that I, have I mean, perfect. It just looks makes them look like they really waste their learning, money. You're learning a lot of stuff about like negotiation. Like you need to have a, a backup offer and that the first offer is always the best offer. And what best and final is. Yeah. And you know, escrow one day I'll understand what that is. I know? mean, Lily, I will say really Lily. So Lily sometimes writes the notes to our show. Your joke that you put in our <laughs> notes for the last episode about how this episode is an escrow, whatever that means. Like I know what escrow is, but that was one of the funniest things I've ever read. So I left them? it in. God. <laughs> I know you don't want to fall out of escrow once you're in it. That's what. No. I mean. <laughs> That's not how it no. works. Is not how it works. How do you fall? You don't want to fall out. People get really mad. 
when someone's falling at us. You're out of no. escrow. <laughs> Do you escrow run out of is, escrow? Is that how escrow you is, is it like money being held? You don't fall to buy a property. Or but if to you buy a property that, or somebody, your mortgage company yeah. holds your tax money in escrow during the year and then they use that to pay the balance. Don't start telling me you can use escrow as a as a verb for other things. No, it's not a verb. I will be in escrow a lot. I love this. Are you currently what 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 are you doing? I'm escrowing. My house is escrowing. The bathroom. I'm gonna go escrow in the bathroom for a little while. No, while I'm in the right bathroom, back. escrow my lunch. <laughs> Exactly. Hold my lunch in escrow. Till Hold I get my back. lunch in escrow while I go to the bathroom. I love it. See. Anyways, I just wait. Find, should we just call the? Should we just call the? Lily, question. Lily, what was your what was your major in? What 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 did you study? Cultural studies. No, no, and what else? So, weren't you an English English? No, English it was Canadian English. Believe me, they spell words with O U instead of O. Very There's proper. Issues. Very British. Should we call the new game with the switch one or the other like escrow? Just <laughs> which one do you put in escrow? Which one? Which one goes in escrow? Escrow show? I don't know, but no, we you we'll have to come up with a name. I feel like so basically, yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm all in on. I'm watching that, uh, and then I'll switch to your when I'm done. Oh, or maybe maybe we can call like the new game like Monday, like one up, like which which showed which which one ups the other. I don't know. Well, yeah, ooh, one up. On that's it. that's like a funny. Okay, we'll think about we'll, it. If anyone has an idea, is what we should call that game. Tweet us. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't write back. <laughs> Unless you're Jennifer, I, tweet, and not Becky, I want to you tweets. to know how many times I tweeted at you this week because there were so many things going on in social I media. I did. I, 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 I retweeted with a comment. I know. I'm just telling you, <laughs> um, Becky. What are you watching? Selling Sunset. <laughs> Selling Sunset. Okay. All right. So and Bajillion. I'm still. I'm still doing. Actually, I just finished Selling Sunset. I have some Bajillion left. I'm slow. Um, I'm looking for a wreck. I'm afraid. It's I know. Me sold. too. I'm and I'm looking for a wreck. So so. I'm open to suggestions. So so I'm watching a bunch of things because I'm in a little bit of a. I'm in a little bit of a. I'm in a little bit in escrow. Don't fall out. So we wanted a break between center seasons. So we we watched a couple of different things. We watched Love Life, and now we're watching Black Monday, oh, which Black that. Monday, okay, it, first of all, amazing performance from, from Don Cheadle, of course, because he's Don Cheadle. Then Regina Hall, who is the heart of the show, is absolutely fantastic. So you, you like just to see her, she kind of just owns that show. She is the, she is really the, um, she is the, she's the, I think she's in some ways the audience avatar, although not really. I, I don't know, whatever. She is the best character and she's amazing in that show. And then Paul Shear, who we know from like a lot of zany comedies, plays a funny character but also one that is extremely complex and has like range and he is so good in this and so black monday i like it's about the the first season which we just finished is all about the lead up to black monday in the 80s the stock market crash in this small stock trading company so it's a little bit like billions and it's a little bit like House of Lies, which is another amazing show, the one with, with Don Cheadle and Kristen Bell uh, and John Ralphio and Ben Schwartz. Uh, that show is a, is a must-watch also. So Black Monday for Allie and me 
just fits so many things that we like. And we knocked off the first season in a week. It's only half hour episodes. It's very funny, but it's definitely very dramatic. Um, Very uh, showtime. So it's a very, very harsh. It's very, very harsh humor though. Like it is, but it's by the guy who David Caspi, who created happy endings. So you get a little Casey Wilson in there. You get some of those other really funny actors. And there are some funny jokes in it that sort of remind you of the style of happy endings, but it's a very dark show. So black Monday, I would say is my biggest recommendation right now for someone who's looking for something fun, but interesting to watch. Then on Howie's recommendation, I started Bob's Burgers today, which is a animated show, I guess in the vein, in the sort of genre of The Simpsons or uh, the, the Family Guy, although I immediately like it more than The Family Guy because I don't like that show. But Bob's Burgers, Howie told me, and this is, talk about a, this is such like a bold quality recommendation. Howie said, you literally can pick up any episode in any season because it's not like the kind of show where you need to know from the beginning what's happening. So just pick one. So I went to the fifth season because I figure it's been on for like seven years. I figure between third and fifth, you're getting a good quality show. And I picked some random episode of the third season. And the opening bit are the kids of this guy, Bob, who owns the burgers, who makes the burgers, trying to catch farts in a glass and like sell jarred farts and like use them for other occasions and then like freeze them you actually to make farticles. And, and you and were I, like, and this is the show for me. Is there a better example of someone like, like not only just rolling, like I could have picked any, there are a hundred episodes of this show and I picked any random one. And this is the one that came <laughs> up. Howie, that is like, I want to go to Vegas with Howie because I'm like, I immediately love this show. <laughs> this is amazing. It talked about farticles in the first episode. This is awesome. So I like Bob Burgers or Bob's Burgers already. And it has the voice of Kristen Schaal and it's on Hulu. So it's very watchable. Still watching Bajillion. The kids are now finishing up. They, they are, they're watching the full Korra, Legend of Korra, for the third time because we in the Blu-rays. It's coming to Netflix, though. It is coming to Netflix. So Avatar fans, get ready because the sequel series is coming. It's very different, but it's very good. And they declared that they're like, Dad, we want to watch this whole thing in a week. So this is what like what we're watching right now. And they they were just about finishing it last night. It's amazing. I want to encourage people to watch Dallas and Robo. Dallas and Robo is a show we have been fans of like ground floor from the beginning when it was on YouTube, but it's being moved to sci-fi and our dear friend, Mike Roberts created the show. And so like, I'm hoping it gets like a second life on sci-fi and they order a second series, John Cena and Kat Dannings. Like those are big names. I think it would be so cool if that show got another, got another season. And then last but not least, I want to shout out to a new podcast called Finding Favorites with Leah Jones. I know Leah Jones. The, the, the premise of the podcast is forget, like, essentially forget the algorithms that tell you to like things. I'm just going to bring on someone I really like, and they're going to talk something, talk about something that is their favorite and recommend it to you, and you're going to go with that. And I agree with that whole premise because I think that's something that I really prefer. I would much rather follow a recommendation of someone who I think knows what I'll like, or I really like what they like than the Netflix algorithm. And so that's a cool new podcast that people should check out with that. Becky, where can people follow you? At paper BK princess on Twitter. And Lily, where can people follow you? At Chi Chi C H I C H I K for Corman Gomez for not my last name. Your husband's last name. 
Yeah, but not mine. I'm just borrowing it. It's my stage name on Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can follow me at Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can and Letterboxd. And you can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or Friday Night Movie Pod.com. Um, what else is there about our show that I feel like people should? I feel like there's something about our show I forgot to mention recently. But anyways, we oh well, we've got a lot of really fun episodes that have dropped recently. Go check out the interview that I got to do with Netta, the Eurovision winner from 2018, uh, and Steve Greenberg, the head of S Curve Records. That can't tell you who to facilitate it. That was so much fun. Um, another thing that's really important about our show is we are supporting the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiative as part of our solidarity with Black Lives Matter. So I recommend you check out those organizations, learn about them, and uh, if you feel connected to what they're doing to fight racial injustice, donate and support donate and support them. And uh, I think going on from there, our theme music will kick in. The theme music is by What Does It Eat, of which has a new record out called Sidecar that you can listen to on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere where there is music, there is Sidecar. And it's uh, kind of related to the themes of this show because it's all about 1980s and 90s TV shows and TV characters like Little House and Family Ties, Doogie Howser, there's a lot of cheers, there's lots of fun Easter eggs in that. And uh, with that, uh, uh, we will dance off into the afternoon. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. No, I was talking to mom last week. And all I could see, the bottom of my screen was the tuft of her like gray bouffant and then the ceiling. <laughs> I just want you to know that I, I know like, guys, I know you're not here with us, but Costa has taken it upon himself to troll mom in your absence. He literally just turns to her before and he goes, Hey Richard, I really like your hair slick back. I mean it's Richard ass. <laughs> and I was just like I was like, oh shine Becky would be proud.